encumbered about much serving and came to him, came to Jesus, and she said, Lord, does not thou care that my sister has left me to serve alone? In other words, she ain't helping me do nothing. Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Now get this picture. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. Now when Jesus says your name twice, he's really trying to tell you something, all right? Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. A lot of people in that place today. But one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. I want to use today for a few minutes and, and talk to you on the subject of choosing the best part. Choosing the best part. Father, thank you for the word of God today. Thank you for this privilege and this opportunity that we have this morning to come together on this Mother's Day and not only celebrate our mothers, but also to praise and worship you, to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm asking you this morning that you will help me to deliver your word, that you will anoint me today to say what you would have me to say. Put your words in my mouth, and God, I will give you praise, and we will give you praise for all that is done in this service this morning. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Choosing, choosing the best part. I think probably all of us, most of us anyway, are familiar with this particular <clears throat> passage of Scripture, this story in the Gospels. This, um, this passage is about two women. One of them is named Martha and one of them is named Mary. And the scripture doesn't mention whether or not either one of these ladies were mothers. So we really don't know if they were moms or not. They may have been possibly, but we're just not sure. But they were two women who, who faced important decisions with results that, have, uh, that, that had eternal consequences. Martha has received Jesus into her house, and she wanted everything to be just right. How many knows when you got company coming? Believe me, I know that because my wife worked my worked me to the to the just the place of exhaustion yesterday. <laughs> Amen. But, uh, well, she worked pretty much to the place of exhaustion herself. But, uh, but, but she wanted everything to be just right. Jesus has come to their little village of Bethany and had come to their house to stay. And he had been there uh, on different occasions. The brother of these two ladies was one that we know as Lazarus. And so we know Jesus was familiar with his family and that he loved this family. And he spent time in the home of this family in his earthly ministry. But um, 
Martha, she receives Jesus. She wants everything to be perfect. And so she's very busy working while Mary is sitting and listening to Jesus. She's at the feet of Jesus and she's listening to him teach. And Jesus made a statement concerning what Mary was doing and said that Mary, by sitting at his feet and listening to him, that Mary had chose the best part. Now, I know that this scripture, this passage applies to moms. It applies to women. But this, this message today is not only just for mothers and not only just for women, but it's for all of us today. It applies to every single one of us, whether we're a, a, a male or a female, whether we're young or old. This is a word for all of us that we need to choose the best part. We make choices Every day we choose different, make different decisions and choose things different every day. And so we need to make sure that the things that we choose in life are the best things in life. And there are some good things that we need to choose. According to the Bible, um, the word of God says, God told us, he said, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And he said, you make the choice he said and then he even told us what to choose he said choose life so that you and your seed or your family may live so that's a choice that we have to make and there were some differences here that we see as we read this text and we look at this um, passage of scripture there were some differences between Martha and Mary I believe that's obvious as we read this today that there were some differences in these two sisters and the first difference that we notice here is that there was a difference in their focus there was a difference in their focus the focus that Martha had was a little different than the focus that Mary had and when we talk about focus you know people say well what is that and focus means a point of consecration or concentration it means the center of something and like when you're focusing in a camera you're focusing it in to get the center of an object that you're going to take a picture of it's it's centering your thoughts and your concerns and your ideas on a certain thing so the things that are the center of our life are the things that we are focused on and a lot of people that you know have different focuses in life you're centered on or thinking about or focused on a lot of different things and so here in this particular passage Martha is focused her focus is on serving her focus is on getting everything just right she has cleaned the house she has made sure that everything was just perfect for Jesus when he gets here and now she's in she's busy in the kitchen she's out there rattling them pots and pans she's out there getting the food ready she's out there getting she's got the cake recipe out she's trying to make sure that the food is just perfect because Jesus is coming and she wants everything to be just right oh she's busy prepping and cooking and, and so she's putting everything Martha is putting everything that she has into serving and making sure that everything's right for Jesus now serving is not a bad thing 
Serving is a good thing. Some people have been gifted by the Lord with a gift of serving. It's a, it's a gift that God gives to people to, to be special servants in the kingdom of God and for the work of God. And uh, But everybody should be serving the Lord in some capacity. And we, we appreciate all of those here at Abundant Life Family Church who serve in the work of the ministry here. And I'm going to say this. We always need more people to get involved in serving here in the church in serving in areas of ministry and so there's nothing wrong with serving we pray that you will get a vision of serving the Lord and do your very best to serve him but Martha's problem was not the fact that she was serving but the scripture said that her problem was that she was cumbered about with much serving notice that there was a problem of much serving what does that mean? It means that Martha had allowed the serving to be the center of her attention. All of her energy, all of her attention, all of her focus was on serving and her focus was on the wrong thing. What she was doing was good. What she was doing was right. She's doing it actually for the Lord, isn't she? She's doing it for Jesus but she's focused only on one particular thing and all of her focus is on that serving. See, she has, here's the thing with Martha. She's got the Lord of the universe in her house. She's got the Messiah in her house and she's too busy to hear what he has to say. Somebody ought to get a hold of that this morning. I mean, she's got the one the king of glory in her house, but she's too busy focused on other things to hear what he has to say. I think all of us have experienced that at some time because I believe that people sit in church services every Sunday with their thoughts 10,000 miles away thinking about something different. There may be some here this morning thinking about what you got to do to finish up and prep preparation for lunch or for dinner or where you're going to eat or what you're going to do this afternoon and that's all fine and dandy but you know what right now at this very moment in this point in this service you know where your focus needs to be you know where your attention needs to be you're sitting not at my you're not focusing on me but I, I hope you do uh, pay attention to what I have to say but you're here to be sitting at the feet of of Jesus and take the place that Mary took and focusing your attention on the master. Amen. That's why we come to the house of God is to focus on him and to give him our undivided attention to hear what thus saith the Lord. You need a word from God today. I need a word from God today. We need to hear from the Lord today. Come on. Amen. And so people, you know, we know, listen, we know, distract, Satan is the master. Somebody said the master of disaster. But he's the master of distraction. Because he will do everything he can to get us distracted and sidetracked from hearing what the Lord Jesus has to say. Listen, you know this. We all know this. Life is busy. 
everybody's busier than we need to be. Got awful quiet, didn't it? But life is busy. Uh, moms and dads, they work. Moms take care of the home and they take care of the kids. And you know the old saying that we used to hear years ago said, a man may work from son to son, but a woman's work is never done. How many women can say amen? Hallelujah. Well, that's true. And many, if not most, women work uh, in the, are in the job force, in the workforce today and work secular jobs. And then on top of that, they take care of their home. We have some that are single moms that take care of their home, work a job, take care of their children as well. And we, you know, hey, we applaud you. We applaud you for what you do. Moms, we applaud you today for what you do because you know what? is moms moms want their kids to have the very best don't you you want them to have the very best brother Scott spoke of it today that mom if there's one last piece of pie there and she hadn't had her she'll give it to one of those kids you know and say well I you know I'm not hungry you go ahead and take it I, I really don't need that amen the mom's always the last one to sit down at the table uh, when it's meal time because she's busy preparing and getting everything ready moms work they take care of their children they take care of the home but here's the thing listen even though we want our kids to have the best we want them to have the nicest clothes and the newest phone and everything else that they can have we must make sure that we don't just focus on the material things and neglect the spiritual things are you hearing what I'm saying because the most important thing in your life today and in your home and in your family and in your kids life the very most important thing is what you can give them spiritually are you hearing what I'm saying today what you can give them spiritually the needs of the kids today in our homes and our families are spiritual needs we've got kids you know today you know your children I believe that kids are busier today in school than they ever have been with sports and with activities and everything that is going on. Amen. We save for our, you know, parents save for their kids' future, for their education. All of those things are good, but we must make sure that we do not neglect to lay up for their eternal future as well. You have not chosen the best part if all that you're focusing on today is what you can give your family in the material realm but oh I'm telling you that if you're focusing today upon the Lord Jesus Christ and what you can give them spiritually and how you can help them make heaven their home you are giving them the best part can I get an amen today amen I thought as I was preparing this message this week and I just jotted this down, I thought, well, I don't know if I'll say this or not, but I thought of, I thought of my wife. I thought of Vicki. She, you know, growing up, there was five kids in that family and they, they didn't have a lot of money. They were not wealthy. They didn't have a lot. And to raise five kids costs a lot of money. And Vicki has, has said many times and she's talked about many times how that her two older,
older sisters. She was the middle one there, so the two older ones would pass their clothes down to her. It wasn't very often that she had the newest clothes or the best clothes. You know, their parents did as good as they could with what they had. But I can tell you one thing. They may not have had the best clothes. They may have had to wear some hand-me-down clothes. But I can tell you one thing that Harold and June Ellis did do. They took those kids to church every Sunday. They never missed a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, a Wednesday night, a Sunday school, a training union, or anything else. There's in every church service. Uh, my, my, her mom and dad were in a gospel singing group. And they sang many times on Saturday night. That's back when they had the Saturday night singings at churches on gospel singings on Saturday night. And those kids went with them to singings on Saturday night. Went with them on church on Sunday morning. Dickie's even said there was times that, praise God, dad even took them to the church business meetings. And that wasn't always the wise thing to do. But the thing I can tell you is this. They instilled something. They made the best choice. They chose the good thing. They may not have had a lot of money, but they focused on the Lord Jesus Christ and instilled something in her that, that will be reap eternal rewards. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Amen. That is so important. Jesus said, don't labor for the meat that perishes, but labor for that meat that will bring eternal and everlasting life. See, Mary's focus was on Jesus. Mary focused on what he had to say. Mary chose the best part. And if you want the best part today, focus on the Lord and his word and what he has to say to you. Amen. Oh, there was a difference in Martha and Mary. They had a difference in their fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Picture Mary here. She's sitting at the feet of Jesus, which means she was sitting right in front of him. When it says, when the Bible uses that term, at the feet of somebody, it means a place of closeness. And Mary wanted to be as close to the Lord Jesus Christ as she possibly could. She didn't want to miss a word that he said. So picture, she's sitting on the floor or a stool right in front of Jesus, listening intently to every word that he has to say. Martha's off in the kitchen just doing all kinds of stuff, getting things ready, and even gets a little irritated at her sister because she won't help her. But Mary has picked a place. Oh, I want you to hear this today, saints. Mary has picked a place of closeness to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something today. You, as a believer, you are as close to Jesus as you want to be. Amen? My desire for everyone who is a part of Abundant Life Family Church, my desire is for you to be close to the Lord. And I pray that, I pray that for this church on a daily basis, that every one of God's saints at Abundant Life Family Church will have a closeness to the Lord Jesus Christ, that they will have a desire to draw closer to the Lord. But you are the one that determines how close you are to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? I'll 
I'll do everything I can to, to teach you the word of God. I'll pray for you. But you have to be like Mary. You've got to bring yourself to that place of closeness to the Lord. Some people have said, well, you know, I know I'm not as close to God as I used to be. Well, let me ask you a question. If that's the case, who moved? Amen. It's like that story I heard one time about that, 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 that husband and wife been married for many, many years. They're driving down the road in, in his pickup truck, and he's driving. She's sitting over by the door, and she gets to talking. She said, you know, remember when we first started dating? He said, yeah. She said, you remember how close we used to sit? I was always sitting over in the middle right next to you as you drove your old pickup truck. But he, she said, now look at us. You're over here, and I'm way over here. And he's just driving along. He said, I hadn't moved. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if your closeness is not where it used to be with the Lord, God hadn't moved. He's not, he's not went anywhere. But if, if we are not in that closeness with the Lord as we one time were, it's because we have moved. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. It's all about priorities. When it comes to fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, then, uh, you know, you've got to make him your number one priority. This was Mary's number one priority in her life is getting at the feet of Jesus and hearing what he had to say. Jesus is in my house. Jesus is right here. I can hear what he has to say. That's my number one priority is to get close to Jesus. Her desire was to fully receive from Jesus everything that he had for her so she focused on being close to him oh saints of God men women moms dads every one of us let us make that our focus today I want to be closer to you Jesus I want more of you Jesus I've got to draw close to the Lord amen that was her fellowship but Martha is all cumbered about it said with much serving verse 40 said she was all Cumbered. What does that mean? To be cumbered. The word cumbered there in the King James means to be distracted or overoccupied or just too busy. All the most all the modern, the newer translations that I checked this week when I was studying this passage, most of them translated that word cumbered as distracted. That Martha was distracted by other things. Martha was letting other things draw her away from Jesus. Martha had allowed other things to get her attention. Other things besides hearing the Lord had become more important to her and she's drawn away from the best thing and the most needful thing. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people today that are just like Martha. 
Are you hearing me? A lot of people that are just like her, they, they, they invite Jesus into their home. They invite Jesus into their heart, into their life. But then they get distracted and allow other things to consume them and draw their attention away from the master. That is, that's one thing that Satan works to do all the time is to draw our attention to something else. To get our attention away from Jesus. It's kind of like the parable that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 13 of the sower sowing the seed. And some of the seed fell on stony ground. And that some of the seed fell on ground that was full of thorns. And the seed that fell on the stony and the thorny ground, it came up, it sprung up immediately. And they, 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 they had joy. And Jesus said, they received the word with joy and gladness. But, he said, the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things, they draws them away and chokes the word of God out of their life. He said, that stony ground, it, they have no root. And then, he said, there's troubles and persecutions and problems that come their way and they don't bear any fruit. They become overwhelmed with the cares of this life and they die out spiritually. And ladies and gentlemen, listen to me today that is the danger within the church within the body of Christ today Jim brother Jim and I were just talking about that right before Sunday school this morning how that it seems like with everything that's going on in the world today with all the problems and everything that's taking place and the and the listen listen the signs of the times are all pointing to a coming antichrist it's all pointing to the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ but yet many within the church I can understand the world they're in darkness they don't know anything about the Bible but how many in the church today are just unconcerned and not concerned at all about the coming of the Lord oh let me tell you something there's so many that are distracted today and that is the great danger we've not chosen the best we've allowed the enemy to draw us away from focusing on Jesus. My God, we need a move of God. We need a revival to bring the church back to the place where Mary was and focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to do anything to drift away. As a matter of fact, that's the thing that causes people to drift away. They just don't do anything. The writer of Hebrews said that we need to give a more earnest heed to the things that we've heard. Lest at any time we would drift away. You know what that verse is telling us? That if we don't focus like Mary did on Jesus, that we will drift away. I know there's people that say, well, once you're saved, you can never be lost. You can never drift away. The Bible does not teach that. You can be led astray. You can be led back into the things of the world and quit believing and, 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 be, and drift from the things of God. The Bible says there in Hebrews 2 and 1 that we must give that more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest we drift away. Another translation says that we must, must pay closer attention to the things of God. 
You don't have to do anything to drift away. Just stop paying attention and just get distracted. And the next thing you know, you've drifted. We got Brother Hank's a fisherman. We got any other fishermen here? You ever been out in the boat and you, you get all engrossed in fishing? You're not tied off. You're not anchored. And you're, you're know, you know pretty much where you're at. But you, get, you just get, you know, your attention focused on catching fish or whatever. And, and is this right, Brother Hank? You can look up and all of a sudden you're not where you were huh? you, you, you thought well the bank was right over here next thing you're way out here somewhere what's happened you have drifted away and not noticed what has happened in your life see that happens to so many people the currents of life listen to me saints listen to me church the currents of life and the cares of life and temptation is always pulling at you and causing trying to get you to drift and to pull away from the Lord Jesus Christ and in these days which we live we have got to have our attention focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. I read a story about a gentleman, a guy who bought a very expensive boat. He lived in Florida and he bought this very expensive boat and he hadn't had it very long and all of a sudden uh, a hurricane's forming out in the ocean and there's hurricane warnings. The hurricane the, 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 is, is getting ready to come right upon them where they are at, where he is at. He knows that he's, he, his boat, this new boat is going to be in danger of being destroyed because of the storm about to hit. One of his friends who had grown up there in Florida told him, said, whatever you do, don't tie it to the dock because if you tie it to the dock, the storm will definitely destroy it. He said, there's only one way that you can save your boat. There's only one way that, there's only one way and one hope that you have of saving it. And he said, that is to anchor it deep. Oh, come on somebody. He said, you've got to anchor it deep. He said, tie four strong anchors to that boat. One on, on each side of that boat amen and anchor the, those anchors let them go down deep amen into the ocean and he said this is the thing when you drop those anchors down deep that boat will ride out the storm I'm going to tell you something I got, I got a lesson from that when I read that because that's the only way that you and I are going to ride out the storm that's coming we've got to be anchored deep in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you don't want to drift, ladies and gentlemen, anchor deep. That old song says, I'm anchored in Jesus. The storms of life I'll brave. I'm anchored in Jesus. I'll fear no wind or wave. I've anchored in Jesus for he has power to save. I'm anchored in the rock of ages. How many's anchored? How many's anchored? How many's anchored in the Lord? Jesus Christ. See, that is choosing the best part, being like Mary, choosing the best part. She chose to be close to Jesus. Her focus was right. Her fellowship was right. Talking about Mary. But the third thing, and this is the final point that I have, is this. There was a difference in the feelings of Mary and Martha. 
And the Bible bears that out. The scripture bears that out. There was a difference in their feelings. Notice verse 41. Jesus answered unto her. And this was after Martha comes to him and says, Jesus, ain't nobody helping me back here. Don't you think you could tell Mary to give me a hand? I mean, after all, I'm doing all the work. All she's doing sitting here listening to you. Boy, her focus was messed up. Her feelings were messed up. And so it says, Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha. Can I interject this? He's probably, by saying this, he's saying, take a chill pill, sister. <laughs> Calm down. Cool it. He said, Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. One translation says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about many things. The NIV says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. See, Martha's feelings, here's her feelings. She was upset. She was worried. She was anxious. She was troubled. Those were her feelings. And when you don't focus on Jesus and you don't anchor deep in fellowship with Jesus and when you don't sit at the feet of Jesus and get close to Jesus, are you following me? Then that is going to be what your feelings are. This is the end result of those who are not close to Jesus. They are worried. They are bothered. They are anxious. They are upset. Come on, somebody. And I'm going to tell you, that's the way that it is. And if we find ourselves in that place where we're worried and anxious and bothered and upset and frustrated, you know what we need to do? We need to get at the feet of Jesus. We need to choose the good part. Come on. We need to be like Mary. Ooh, hallelujah. See, Martha had the Prince of Peace right there in her living room. My Lord, I mean the very one who had walked on the water, who had stood in the midst of the storm on the, on the, on the bow of that boat and said, Peace be still and calm the wind and the raging waves of the storm. That very one who is the prince of peace, he's right there in her very living room and she is not experiencing his peace. Y'all are quiet. I hope it's because you're listening real good. She's troubled and worried and bothered and anxious and there's many today that are just like Martha, they're not focused on the peacemaker. I'm going to tell you, you know this. I've preached about it. We are living today in a scary world. 
It's scary out there. Jesus said that it would be. I preached on that a couple of weeks ago, how that we're not to be fearful or afraid, but we are in a scary, scary world. Raising kids in this age that we're living in. I pray for my grandkids every day that God would protect them from this evil, ungodly culture that we're living in today. That they will be influenced by the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Amen. We're we're living in perilous times. Paul said in the last days, we're living in those perilous, dangerous times. We're we're living in a time when you didn't we didn't have school shootings when I was a kid. Is anybody hearing me? We didn't have that, Brother Terry. Did you ever know of that? It wasn't even on the news. When we was kids, we did have the Ten Commandments still hanging up. We did have, oh, hallelujah, help me, Jesus. We were allowed to take a Bible, and the Gideons still came. And the Gideons still came. I can remember in fifth grade, fourth grade, whatever it was, the Gideons came every year and gave every one of those kids a New Testament. You can't do that anymore. But boy, when they was handing out New Testaments, instead of contraception, we weren't having all the mess in the schools. There wasn't all the drug problems in the schools. Oh, yeah, kids were promiscuous and things, but my Lord, listen, we're living in an age today where there's school shootings and there's drug addiction and there's alcoholism and all of those things are taking, all, uh, taking place within the, in the world today and in our schools. There's teen suicide is on the rise. They're involved in the occult. They don't even know whether they're man or woman or boy or a girl or a cat or a dog or whatever they are this world is scary it's in a mess it's turned upside down my God we need parents that'll get at the feet of Jesus one more time hallelujah yes it's a scary world but look if you don't want to go crazy (laughs) If you want to keep your sanity in the world we're living in today, then you better have Jesus, the Prince of Peace, in your home, in your life, in your family, on your workplace, in your school. Praise God. I got a cousin of mine. I mean, all through high school, and they, 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 they couldn't stop her. They didn't stop her. But all through high school, she carried a Bible with her every day, every class, everywhere she went. Oh, we need, come on, somebody. We need some people again today that are set at the feet of Jesus and get so wrapped up and tired up and tangled up in Jesus and hear what thus saith the Lord hallelujah and I'm telling you when you sit at his feet you'll hear was Martha she's all troubled and bothered and worried and anxious but old Mary she's sitting there and she's just filled up with peace somebody said how do you know how do you know Pastor Rick that Mary had peace in her heart I'll tell you how I know because she was sitting there at the feet of the master focused on on him and his word she had to be filled with peace while Martha's all worked up she's sitting there filled with peace how do you know because the Bible says I will give him perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me when you focus
focus your mind and your attention on Jesus, on his word. I don't care what's going on in this world around us. We can have peace. That passes all understanding. Thank God the prince of peace lives in my heart and in my life today. If you don't have that peace, you can have it today. It only comes through knowing Jesus and being at his feet. Jesus said, Martha, there's one thing needful. Get get this. I'm closing right here. There's one thing needful. Not two. Not a half a dozen. Not a lot of different things. There's one. Everybody say one. There's one thing needful. Moms, hear me. Dads, hear me. Teenagers, hear me. Grandparents, hear me. There is one thing needful. One thing that is necessary. And Jesus said, and Mary has found it. Mary has chosen that good part that will not be taken away from her. One thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the one thing that is needful. The choice is ours today. I know your schedule is busy. I know your day is full of activity. All of us are. Hustle and bustle everywhere. But listen, in the midst of everything's going on, don't let your mind get distracted off of Jesus and drift away. There's one thing in the midst of all your activity, the one thing that is needful, and that is to be at the feet of Jesus. Worship team, make your way back. Listen, if you take care of everything else in life, you got a good job, you got a good home, you got nice automobiles, thank God for all of those things that he gives us and the blessings he gives us. But if you take care of everything else in life, And you have everything perfect just like Martha. But you miss out on heaven. You miss out on eternity. The one thing that is necessary, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. If you miss that, you've missed everything. No matter what you acquire in this life, no matter how much money you can make no matter what kind of high position you can have in the business world or on your job if you miss out on the one needful thing and you miss out on eternity with Jesus in heaven you've missed it all 